This episode of the Bar Star Podcast is proudly brought to you by Louisville Music Studios. Located at 4220 Trio Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky. Zip code is 40219. And the phone number for booking is 502-693-7462. Louisville Music Studios is awesome. That is where my home base is for my new secret project. And uh, they have been amazing. The staff is amazing. David Payne has worked on a really, really cool concept and brought it to life. Uh, And he is constantly making changes over there. It's an awesome place. You guys need to go check it out because not only is it an awesome place, but they're giving away something for free. David and I had a conversation and he decided to extend our offer with a two-hour minimum. If you call that number for booking to book some rehearsal time, you will get your first hour for free. Free shit. Who doesn't like free shit? We're musicians. Most of us are broke. So check them out. If you have not checked out Louisville Music Studios yet, you need to. Like I've said before, you can go in and rehearse for a couple hours. You can rehearse for an afternoon. You can set up a monthly rental so you can have a home base to work on I don't know secret projects whatever you want to so Louisville Music Studios is awesome you need to go check them out staff is amazing the gear is amazing the room is amazing I love them they love me and uh, everything is just sunshine and fucking puppies oh yeah enjoy this episode of the show The Bar Star Podcast, hosted by Stephen O'Reilly is a podcast about working musicians their friends and their opinions Stephen is a musician in Louisville, Kentucky, who has... Wait a second. This guy's a drummer, not a real musician? Somebody gave a drummer a microphone for his voice? The hell? Unreal. Unbelievable. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host, Stephen O'Reilly. I want to thank you guys for coming back once again to hang out with my dumb ass. I appreciate it. I appreciate the ratings and the reviews and the new downloads. Keep them coming. I'm watching you guys. I know what you're doing. And I appreciate all of it. You guys are kicking ass and not taking names because I don't know any of your damn names. I don't even know any of you. I know a few of you, but whatever. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody had a good week. And as always, I hope you guys went out and did some shit. Please make sure you check out my sponsor, Prophecy Inc., located in the fantabulous highlands in Louisville, Kentucky. Go in the shop, mention the Bar Star podcast. You will get 10% off your tattoo by any artist in the shop, not just Travis. I'm partial to Travis, but whatever. And make sure you check out my brand new sponsor, Louisville Music Studios, located at 4220 Trio Avenue. Call the phone number to book rehearsal time, and with a two-hour minimum, if you mention this lowly little podcast, you will get your first hour for free. Free shit. Can't beat it. Also, lastly, but not leastly, I I don't really know what that's ever meant, but whatever. Make sure you check out my website, barstarpodcast.com. Buy a shit ton of t-shirts because they're taking up too much space in my garage. And use the link in the bottom left-hand corner of each page to go to Amazon. You can bookmark that link and go to Amazon. You never have to sign into my website again. But if you use that link, they just kick me back a smidge money to pay my production staff. I mean, me. Yeah, that shit. No, seriously, they give me a little bit of a kickback for advertising. I am an Amazon affiliate. If you would do that, I would appreciate it. But don't tell me what you buy. I do not want to know about your sex toys and your weird fucking eating habits. I do not care. Now, today on the show, because I am now a half-ass master of technology, I was able to have a really cool conversation with Delana. Uh, Delana is an artist who I learned about years and years and years ago on a television show called Rockstar Supernova. It was technically the second season. The first season was Rockstar in Excess. Uh, and they were trying to find new singers to front in Excess. And then the second year, which was Rockstar Supernova, uh, Tommy Lee, Gilby Clark, and Jason Newstead were trying to put together a supergroup. 
and they were looking for a singer. So they decided to do a reality show. Uh, I talk a little bit about this with Delana as far as what that show meant to me. It's kind of weird. There's a lot of artists that I have followed from that show, and that show came on at a weird time in my life, and it's all cool. We, Her and I discuss it, but it was really, really cool to get her perspective on it because she was obviously there. She came in second, but she actually did not come in second, which she will explain uh, momentarily. But it was a really cool conversation I had with her. She was amazing and ample with her time, which I appreciated. Uh, She did not have to give me the time of day, but she was really cool. And if you guys have been following me for a while, you saw the picture I posted. Actually, I posted multiple pictures from mine and Stacy's trip to Anaheim, California back in January when we went to the NAMM show. Um, But she was one of the only pictures I posted when I was there because I fanboyed out. Not going to lie. I totally did. Uh, But she was cool enough to grant me, and you guys know I don't really do interviews, but I'll call it an interview because I don't know her. We're not friends or anything like that. I feel like by the end of this, we'll be friends, but who knows? You guys are just going to have to listen for yourselves and make up your own mind. But uh, it was really awesome to talk to her. Uh, She's a cool chick. She's got a really amazing story. Hell of a singer, hell of a songwriter. And uh, there might even be an Easter egg or two in this episode. You're just going to have to listen to the whole thing to find out. So, with all that garbage out of the way, I'm out of here. You guys will hear me on the other end of this. But let's get to my conversation from Holland via Skype. A one Miss Delana. Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. I like it. I like it. Oh, good. Okay. Cool. So I am sitting here via, I have to pronounce that word that way and it drives me nuts, via Skype with a one Miss Delana from Holland. You are in Holland right now. How are you, young lady? Okay. I'm doing fantastic. Um, How are you, mister? I am fine. I can't complain. Nobody would listen anyway. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> oh, God. That's why I don't even bother answering the truth anymore. People are like, how are you? I'm, I'm great, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, what's, the, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfect. There is right? nothing wrong. I am perfect. Don't ever ask me that question again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I am perfect. I said everything's perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna, if we're gonna lie oh, about it, shit. let's just go for the gold. You know, I never thought of it that way, but uh, I kind of, I'm kind of digging the idea of lying about how perfect I am. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a try. I'll let you know how to end it up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Well, first, thank you so much for taking the time. I definitely appreciate it. Of course, anything, anything for um for you, my dear. <laughs> Oh, I feel special. Um, see, there, there's the lie right there. I'm special. You're me something. See how this works? It's awesome, right? Wow, I'm loving this. It's the first day of the rest of my life right here. Yes, it is a, it is a new chapter. Awesome. So I know your time is limited, so I will, I'm going to keep this really, really short. And again, thanks for taking okay. the time. Sure but thing. I met you at... Nam this past January I actually kind of I saw you standing in line to get a drink and there were words that just flew out of my face in your direction and I fanboyed out and I didn't really mean to but it just kind of happened but for the (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) no 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 no. that's fine but for Uh... those that don't know um, my little tiny story with you is I discovered you on Rockstar Supernova and it's kind of funny with that show because I was at a really really shitty time in my life but at the same time I was going to the Atlanta Institute of Music and that it was kind of cool because that show had so much great music on it to me as a fan of the show it was more of a it was more of an actual music show than just a reality competition if that makes sense Um, Mm -hmm. because I discovered you yeah, I discovered you. I discovered Storm Large. I discovered Josh Logan, who actually lives here in Louisville now. 
Uh, oh, really? Yep. Oh, yep. God, he, I love Josh. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, him and I actually play together a few times. He's, uh, no way. Yeah, he's an amazing oh. singer. Really, really good dude. Kidding uh, me. Oh. Yeah, yep. He so lives great. In, yeah. And, okay. uh, and of course, Lucas Rocky, Rossi, who won the show. Um, yeah. Some of his solo stuff's really good. And so, yeah. anyway, that's that kind of that show was, it happened at a really cool time in my life. So, it, it brought me a lot of good music. So, fast forward. Nice. Um, what I wanted to ask you is, how did you come to be in America? Because you're originally from South Africa. Yeah. Well, I um, I moved from South Africa to Holland first because I, as a young girl, my my mindset was um, America. But I right. had no idea how to get there, like not physically, but, you know, musically. How do I get to America? And I had heard that Holland was a great stepping stone to get to America. Right. And um, long, long story short. Um, I'll spare you all the trauma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, there's that perfect thing right there. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Um, I moved to Holland, and a few years later, ex- actually, it was five years later, I met this uh, this American guy, not too far from where I live right now, ironically. And we uh, felt crazy in love, and we moved to Scotland, and then we were in Scotland when 9-11 happened and he wanted to get back to his family in America. So we moved to America and that was my, that was my way to get to America. Little did I know, I always thought it would be music related and it was cause I was married to an American. Wow. That's yeah. That, yeah. That's not what so, I thought uh, it was. <laughs> no, it's, it was definitely was not what I expected it to be. I promise you. And so, um, yeah, we lived in America. I moved straight to Houston, Texas with him and, um, a few years later, we got divorced, and then I just could never, I never managed to get a band together in the States. I can't believe it. Well, in, while I was living in Texas, actually. And um, I finally, I had a, a motorcycle accident, a pretty severe one. I kind of uh, had a re reawakening after I came out of a coma. I was in a coma for almost six weeks. Wow. And um, I came out of a coma, and that's why I have such bad memory loss. And then I thought, screw it. I'm, I'm so tired of looking for the right band, the right musicians. Uh, I'm just going to do a one-chick show. In my, in my entire life, I never imagined that I would do a one-chick show. I just come from Holland, where I just released an amazing original project, an original album. And I was so done with doing covers. I hadn't been singing covers for years. But I decided to do a one-chick show and do a kind of Vegas style, my own way, singing covers and slowly incorporating my original songs. Right. And it, it took me a while to get that off the ground, but I finally did it. And eventually, it was the best period of my entire musical career. I, for two years, I had a one-chick show. I made the most money I ever made. I didn't have a label. I didn't have management. I had my own... Uh, my own truck, my own PA, my own one roadie guy who helped me and just burned my own CDs, sold my own shit and, and took all the money home all by myself. And I nice. made the best money and I had the best time. Every gig was sold out months in advance. And it was just the highlight of my life. And suddenly, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already answering the next question. Never mind. So that's how I got to America. <laughs> Jesus, long story, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I do not give a shit. <laughs> I do not care. Uh, I was leading into how I got into Rockstar Supernova because I'm so That's used right. to everyone always asking this question. And so I already have this flow going, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I figured that and I kind of, I kind of apologized before we started recording about that. But um, yeah, keep going, please. Yeah, see, okay. you already forgot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So uh, that's the perfect side of me. Um, all right. So I was doing this one chick show and I was, I was really into rock star in excess and, but really anti, um, reality shows. And, right. I watched that so, one too. Yeah. So I, I really loved the show, but I, every week I sat there and I would get so frustrated because like, Oh my God, I can do that better. Oh, that was awful. Ah, just being so critical and watching it and going, Oh my God, this is just ridiculous. And then came the last episode 
And I remember sitting there with a friend of mine, and I thought, I told him, man, I have to get on the show. I wonder if they're going to do another one. And as I said it, it scrolled over the screen, and it said, um, if you think you've got what it takes to be the new rocks, the next rock star, send in your demo now. And I thought, what? And so I quickly wrote, paused the TV and wrote down all the details. And in my entire life, I never before sent in anything or auditioned for anything. It was just not my thing, you know. I was like, no way. I'm, I'm independent. I'm doing my own thing. And so I did it. I sent in uh, some recordings, some pictures, and forgot all about it. Six months later, I'm sitting in the hair salon, and I get this email no, no. Six uh, months my, went by? Yeah, six months goes by, and my hairstylist wow. asks me, did you hear anything from that rock star thing yet? And I go, oh, no. Wow, I completely forgot about that. That same day, I got home, and there was an email waiting for me that I've made it into the, the 50s, the top 50, the round. Nice. But I wasn't allowed to say a single thing. And I was like, okay, got it, you know, top secret and I had this um, I had this Tuesday night gig every Tuesday night in a steakhouse in Houston. A few weeks had gone by, and I just couldn't shut up anymore because I still hadn't heard anything back from them. <laughs> and uh, so I'm standing on stage, just about to start the show, and my phone rings. And I look at the phone, and I see that it's Hollywood. So I tell the crowd over the microphone, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to take this call. I'll be right back. So I run outside, <laughs> and now let me just back step one one step. Um, the week before that, I had gone to the uh, to an outdoor uh, store and bought myself amazing, expensive hiking boots, um, all kinds of outdoor rain gear and stuff. I was going to go and climb Mount Machu Picchu, so I was totally excited about climbing this mountain. And so I get the phone call, and it's Rockstar Supernova. Or at CBS, and they're going, hi, Delana, this is Katie from CBS. I'm just calling to congratulate you, girl, <laughs> you met. <laughs> and, and so I'm like. <laughs> that is the greatest thing ever. Time. That just made my whole day. No, it was like, for me, it was hell. I was like, wait a minute. I paused and I go, um, I just bought my hiking gear to go climb Mount Machu Picchu. And I was like almost pissed off at this chick. I'm like, how can you call me now? I'm going to go climb Mount Machu Picchu. And she goes, um, okay, I don't think you heard what I said. So she repeated herself. This is CBS. I'm calling to let you know. And then I go, <laughs> okay. And she goes, well, are you are you excited? And I go, I, I guess. Like I was completely dumbfounded. And I was so mentally prepared for this hike because it's one hell of a hike up this mountain. And I've been working months and months on getting myself into shape and, and mentally ready as I just wasn't prepared for this phone call. So I finally said, okay, okay, yes. And I had to be there the next week. I had to be in Hollywood. They're going to fly me in for the, for the top 25 round. And right. so, so she goes, before she hangs up, she goes, once again, congratulations. And please don't forget the secrecy, the, the confidentiality agreement. You're not allowed to say a single word. I'm like, okay, got it, got it. So I walk in, up back into my, my, my gig, I climb on stage, and I'm like, that was Hollywood. I'm going to be on the next Rockstar season. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my very last gig in Houston, Texas, as a one-chick show. And I remember it so well. Uh, it's funny how I remember about things about money because I'm so, so not a money person. But um, that night, I made 3000 bucks in tips, and I was so over the moon. I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> well, there's your money. Yeah, right. There's your money to get to Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so that was that's it. That's badass. I got onto Rockstar Supernova. Yeah. Crazy, that's very, yeah? very cool. That is crazy. <laughs> that's very cool. I actually really couldn't believe that I had – there were 20,000 entries around the from around the world. And I, I just couldn't believe it because – I was like, me, this little chick from Africa, you know? And then especially once I got through to the top 15 round. Right. That was the final 15 to actually be on the show. I looked around me and I was the only contestant who didn't have my country on my side. You know, everyone else, Iceland, 
had their country. Uh, it was airing in Iceland. It was airing in Canada. It was airing all over the United States. And I was the only person from Africa. And even in Holland, my five years in Holland, it didn't air in Holland either. So all these huh. other contestants has had this major backup from their countries. And every week they were showing videos from, you know, uh, the other contestants' home countries and, and their fans over there. And I was the only one who didn't have that. So I, I, re I really thought uh, I'm going to probably make it through one or two rounds and then that's it, you know. You, if, and you would obviously know before I would, but you came in second, correct? I officially won the show. And then uh, in the in the commercial break, Tommy decided to pick Lucas because he said, yeah, I, I know we have to listen to the fans and honor their votes, but we actually want a guy. So, Lucas, you're my boy. And No shit. Yeah, they didn't show that, but he, he said it to the whole audience. It was like a – because it's a live audience, you know. So they said it in the commercial break, and um, I was extremely relieved because – the night before, um, <laughs> this is a really funny story. Um, the, the final four were sitting at the mansion. And, of course, they had the cameras rolling. And this was our last supper kind of thing, you know. Right. Last night before the big finale. And um, so it was me and the three guys, Magni, Toby, and Lucas. And so they gave us this amazing spread and extra beer and extra wine, like really taunting us to, to go, you know, to the dark side. Right. <laughs> and of course, I <laughs> fell hook, line, and sinker for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the weak one for that shit. Anyway, so I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, let's, um, let's have a drink, guys. So we're all sitting there around our, our spread, our food, and um, the, the wine starts flowing, the beer starts flowing. So, of course, I come up with this genius idea in front of the cameras, and I suggested that we... Uh, go around in the circle one by one and do our finale speech for tomorrow. If if you're the winner, what are you going to say? Right. So, so of course, Magni goes, Toby goes, Lucas goes, and it's my turn lost. And uh, so I go, all right, so this is going to be my speech. Oh, thank you so much um, for, for the honor and picking me, but I, I don't like this, this, I don't like the music. I don't like the original music that you guys have written. And uh, I'm, I'm so not your guy for this gig. And I'm going to hand it over to Lucas because Lucas is the guy for this gig. And everyone's like, Wah! we're laughing our asses off, you know. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're really going to say that. Well, And so I go, well, I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to win. So, Wah! you know, it's a big joke. <laughs> Little did I know <laughs> that they showed the film to the to the band to the guys right so of course the, the guys saw it and if i was tommy lee i'd be pissed off and i wouldn't want to be made a a fool of on on national tv so i'm pretty sure that in the break or, or before they even had the episode that day they had already decided that they were would not pick me if i won so uh, i basically uh, dug that hole for myself I, I, the only regret i have from that entire show is that I couldn't shut the fuck up that night so that I could have that moment. <laughs> That's my only regret. I was like, damn it, why didn't I just shut up? I could have had this amazing moment, you know. <laughs> my mouth gets so, in trouble, so I feel your pain. Oh, yeah, it does. I have no filter. I'm always excited to hear what's going to fall out of my mouth next. Like, what, what is she going to say next? <laughs> hey, hold on. Let me, let me pick that up. I just dropped out of my face. I'll be right back. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, I do that oh, as well. Oh, so, you know what? I, what? I actually like that quality in people because it just shows that you're so real and you're, you know, I don't like filters very much. <laughs> I, I don't either. I, uh, my, my amazing wife tells me that there's two types of people in the world, people that love me and people that hate me. There's no middle ground with me. And I'm like, well, that's because they either love me because they think it's cool or they hate me yeah. because they can't take the fucking truth. <laughs> that's exactly right. Look at it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, so, where, where did you go after that? Because you did some stuff in LA, and then you wound back up in Holland, correct? Yeah. So we first, I went, I went ahead and toured with the guys for a while with the Rockstar Supernova tour. Um, I opened a bunch of the shows acoustically. Magni and I, I asked them if I could take Magni with me. And um, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. 
Oh yeah, we traveled all over the states, and then um, we did some some uh, a few Canadian dates, and then when they were headed to Australia, I had had enough, and I just pulled out, and I was like, I'm not I'm not going. The vibe was so bad. Um, you know, Lucas. I felt bad for Lucas. Um, the the press and the media kind of yeah. It's it's even hard for me to say this, but I basically stole the show every night, and the 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 advantage was that I was playing acoustic. They wouldn't let me uh, take a, a band. Um, right. The the management of Rockstar Supernova. Um, they decided that Toby could go and he could take a band. And and I was the runner-up, but I was only allowed to go acoustic, and I was pissed off in the in the beginning. But finally, I agreed to do it because my manager told me this would be great exposure. You can build your fan base. Right. And so I finally agreed. Okay, I'll go acoustic, but only if I can take Magni with me. And it ended up being a blessing in disguise because we played all these huge, I mean, stadiums and arenas and theaters and. We didn't sell tickets, so the sound was awful. And yeah. so with the full band, you can imagine Tommy Lee playing and, and Mick Mars, ah, Mick Mars, uh, uh, Gilby playing. It, it, it was so loud and just the sound was all over the place. But when we played one acoustic guitar and one vocal, it was acceptable. It sounded right. great. So every day in the newspapers, it was, be, it, it was like, oh, it was a – not even a sold-out show, and it was so loud that people were leaving. But Delana uh, was the highlight of the night, and that wasn't my fault. I was just doing my thing. Uh, but it really affected uh, Lucas, and it got to the point where I felt super bad for him, and where I never even saw him anymore. If I walked into the canteen backstage, he would disappear. He didn't even want to see me anymore. So there was this horrible vibe hanging, and Sometimes I would, um, every city we went to, Magni and I would go out the night before and we'd go check out local live music. And if I saw someone that I loved, I would invite them to come play my show with me the next night. So I would like, I saw this one percussionist dude, I think it was in Atlanta, um, with these super long dreads and he was so great. And I was like, dude, you have to come play with us tonight. And he's like, I don't know what songs you guys are going to do. I was like, I don't care. Just feel it and play with us. He's like, are you sure, dude? I'm like, yeah, just come on, man. And he's like, oh, my God, Tommy Lee's going to be there. And he's like freaking out. And so almost every city, I had a local guest playing with me. And I just made such a fun time of the tour. I At one um, gig, I got all the guitar, the ticks from, from the rock star band to be my band. So I've got dr- uh, Tommy's drum tick. I've got Gilby's uh, guitar tick you know, and the bass tick. I got them to come and play with Magni and I to be the band. That's And it cool. was, it was just so fun, but it pissed Lucas off to no limit. And, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to Australia with this bad vibe. So I pulled out after that, um, the U S and North American leg of the tour. And then I, um, yeah, I just, uh, had my own bands in the States and, and played a lot and, uh, managed to get myself into rehab after a few recorded an album which uh, is a great album but ended up uh, on a shelf for two years because the label went bankrupt and uh yeah now you're I talking mean, about inside out was, correct yeah the inside out album yeah i love um, that record that was the first thank record you. I, had. I love that album too oh thank you yeah i really love it too i mean that was the first record i made as soon as i got out of the off the show. Um, I'm very proud of it. It was just a shame that it had to lay on a shelf for so long. I, uh, I, I concur. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's weird as a, because my, my listeners know that I'm a musician and I've been doing this shit for 30 years, but I'm also a fan of music and I'm a fan of, of artists. And it's, it's always bothered me when I, when I find a really good artist, no matter what instrument they play or if they sing or whatever. And I'm just, I, I I always it frustrates me as a music fan and as a musician so it's like a double whammy in my head that they just can't either get over that hump or the, the world doesn't know who they are or however you want to look at it but it just pisses me off that 
artists like you aren't bigger or even Storm Large from that show. She was awesome. And there's a guy that I follow in Atlanta named Angie Apera, who I've talked about on my show a lot. He should be oh, fucking yeah. huge. And it just it's right. always frustrated the shit out of me. So I, I can only imagine what your frustration is having put out a record that you're super proud of and then nothing happens with it. Yeah, um, that definitely uh, was a major frustration and uh, part of what led me to my downward spiral, I guess. I started just isolating, and but I had to function um, as this new rock star, you know, in quotes. Um, my manager, <laughs> my, my manager like was said, on my arms. <laughs> in quotes, because you can't see me. True. <laughs> and uh, my, my manager was on me all the time about, you know, being on social media as much as I can. And I had meeting after meeting and just, I always had to be this bright and shining, enthusiastic person when inside I was dying because I was so proud. I mean, I got I got my friend Adrian Young to play drums. I got Mick Mars to come play guitar. It was such an an excellent production, and I was so proud and so excited, and then boom, nothing happened. You know, I even, uh, two years later, had this fan from Baltimore who was an accountant, a CPA, wins the lottery in Maryland, $84 million dollars, then he asks his wife, what do you want for your birthday? It's 1 January. She says, I really want Delana's record. So he mm. gets in touch with my management. He gets in touch with the label in, in uh, London who went bankrupt, flies to London, buys the masters, buys the record from the label, flies back to the States, then offers me a record contract. We went back and forth for six months. I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars spent between lawyers and never ended up signing the deal because it was it was like a suicide deal my my lawyer told me if you sign this you're killing yourself so right. i never signed it he still owns the record never did anything with it i had it on itunes he took it off itunes it's still not on itunes i'm going to be putting it back on back back on soon but uh you know, it's it's That's that story. It's like, crazy. can you fucking believe it? I had this album, it went bankrupt, lay on the shelf. Then a millionaire dude comes along, buys it, and then I don't sign the deal because it's the worst deal on the planet, and it's still just laying there somewhere. <laughs> Isn't it the most crazy, bizarre story you've ever heard in your life? Um, I'm going to go a uh, step further and say that's some fucked up shit right there. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it really, it, it's soul crunching. And then... That millionaire dude was on this TV show in America called uh, The Next Millionaire or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something like that. Right. And they still repeat that show every year or two. And then I get the emails. Wow. So you were signed by this millionaire guy who won the lot. Oh, who, who wants to win the lottery or something like that? The, the show is called. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. So every two years I have to explain. No, I don't. I didn't. I didn't sign the deal with that guy. And oh, my God, it's just it's just such an insane story. So to come back to what you were saying about how frustrating it is and how it crushes you. I've been there over and over again, and I don't go there anymore. I've luckily for me, I've gotten to the point where I literally say, fuck it. I'm so happy to be on stage. I'm happy I can write. I'm happy I can play. I have that release, um, and I still perform. It's still my bread and butter, even though sometimes it's not that easy. I'm right. still managing. I'm living my dream my way independently and i'm i'm so happy you know i can take care of my daughter and myself and i'm still touring i mean i'm going to america in june again to go and tour a little bit and i'm just so excited that i'm 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 almost 50 and i'm still doing this by myself you know so i say double finger up to all those fuckheads out there <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a shit you know <laughs> i really don't <laughs> In the most uh, non-creepy way ever. I love you for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. That's Fuck fantastic. you. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, now, no. because I know your time is limited, I'm going to skip around. How did you come to do the movie Angel Camouflaged? Well, thank God for Rockstar Supernova. Um, another one of those uh, ironic events. Um, but one of uh, probably one of the best, better things that happened to me from that show was... Um, 
on the very first episode I did, uh, I did lithium and I had kind of a creepy uh, performance and was not intended. I just, I kind of froze cause I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't rehearse right. <laughs> like everyone else in the mansion. I was shy and embarrassed for anyone to hear me rehearsing. And so I just didn't rehearse. I just thought I'm just going to wing it when I get on stage. And that was the result. <laughs> so luckily for me, my, result of not rehearsing caught the producer director's eye from Angel Camouflaged and he had to wait till the the show was over and then he contacted my manager and said I've got the script and it's about two brothers but I saw Delana I want to change the script and make it a brother and a sister and I really want her to have the lead role in this movie so when my manager yeah when my manager told me I was like what get out of town that's impossible I'm not an actress and so we had a meeting with the guy, and in my mind, all I could think about was having my songs in his film. So I basically made him a deal. I said, okay, I'll act in your movie if you use my songs for the movie, thinking that he was going to say, no, 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 I've got my own uh, um, score, and I've got my own music and soundtrack right. and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't. He was like, okay, how many songs you got? I said, nine, seven? He's like, sold. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And then I had to start writing songs. <laughs> okay, thanks. I'll so, be back. Now so i got to go write some shit. And, shit, yeah. I wrote like five of those songs in one week for the movie. Nice. And um, with my ex-boyfriend, Eric, and it was awesome. It was a great uh, pressure, under-pressure uh, project, which I have to say um, – Rockstar Supernova had prepared me well for because we were put under pressure a lot on the show to be creative uh, uh, very quickly. Most times we had 12 hours. We got given our song or we picked our song and thought about it. And then 12 hours later, you're presenting, you're on camera. So um, that was that was good exercise. And um, so, yeah, that was Angel Camouflaged. And then I had to get into the acting part and I was like, oh, Oh shit! Then there's that. Um, <laughs> so I had a few few little coaching sessions and oh, just went for it. I basically just was myself. He kind of wrote the script, changed it a little bit around me, and it was quite easy. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I actually did see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm all talking it up. Oh, it was quite easy. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, it was, oh boy. It, it was good. It was, listen, it's. Yeah, it, it's it, good. You know, it's a small indie film. It that's what a I was going to say. Yeah, it was, a, it was a small budget indie film. It's not like a, a trillion dollar Hollywood blockbuster. It was great for what it no. was. And the we did win four cool. awards, you know. Nice. Yeah. The yeah. story was cool. The, the, uh, I won two I, Best Actress Awards, which is total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you guys are crazy. I want to win best music. And then on the next one, I won best music. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> see, see it, they're right back to the full circle of being perfect. See, karma, karma. <laughs> I was just going to say that I like Salt. I thought he was kind of cool. Oh, Salt is the shit, yeah. I love Salt, too. <laughs> His character was awesome. Yeah, he's great. So um, <clears throat> there's... You you touched on something a second ago, um, and obviously you you moved back to Holland. Before we get back to what you touched on, when did you move back to Holland? I moved back to Holland three years ago, actually. I, oh, um, so not that long ago. No, I, I went from uh, Houston to Hollywood after Rockstar. I just moved over there. Right. And then um, so I lived in L.A. for 12 years, and then I met my my current ex-boyfriend yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and because um, he lives in Holland he actually booked me for a show so we we met and uh, I kept coming back and forth for shows and tours and when we fell in love it was like three months here three months America three months here three months America right and the voice of uh, the voice of America asked me to do the voice and I turned it down and really? so the voice of yeah, I turned it down three times actually, <laughs> and no then the shit. voice of yeah. Well, the third time was because I got pregnant, and I just didn't want to go up there with my uh, pregnant belly. But, um, fair enough. I just once again, I just wasn't into the whole reality TV thing, you know. I thought, oh, this right. is ridiculous. I'm not doing this. But then 
the voice of Holland asked me and I thought, no. And then my ex and all my friends and all the music people here were like, come on, man, you need, you need to uh, do something to get more work in this in, in Holland because you're here so often and it'll be a great way for you to generate your fans again and also to remind people that you're you're back in Holland because I'd left uh, to go to Houston 17 years before that right so uh, I did it I did the voice of Holland and then I decided okay I'm just gonna stay here now and then I did <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's been three years <laughs> Yeah, I came did. to do I a TV show in. and I just stayed. Yeah, <laughs> and you won't believe where I live now. I live on this beautiful farm. I'm looking out the window right now, and all you see is green, green pastures, birds, a tractor here and there. Um, huh. But that's it. I live in the middle of nowhere, and it's so quiet and peaceful. And I was living like in Hollywood, right off of Sunset strip in on laurel canyon i mean how much more uh, hollywood can you be yeah you so were I went from that to this yeah it's pretty crazy that i'm here I, I i do struggle a little bit some days but it's easy to jump on the plane go back for a while like i did in january when i met you and then right. come back to the peace again so it's okay it's okay yeah, that, that was actually my first trip to anaheim i've done the nam in nashville three or four times okay yeah, and I've always wanted to go to Anaheim, and I've, I've it's just been one of those because I live in, you know, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, so it's kind of hard yeah. to go out there, and it's not necessarily cheap. And I was just one of those things no. where, ah, do I want to spend the money or do I want to buy new gear? Yeah, new yeah, gear exactly. always wins out. So of course, of course, <laughs> being a so drummer, that, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of gear. Yes, you do. <laughs> I've stalked you a little bit on Instagram. I have to be honest. Oh, have yeah. you now? Yeah, sorry. I think you're one hell of a drummer, man. Wow. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, really I, I appreciate it. I, that uh, that makes that means a lot coming from you, and I appreciate that. And since you brought oh. that up, you have a tour coming in the states in June, correct? Yes, I do. Oh, um, I'm so excited about this tour because it's one of the weirdest, most magical, bizarre things that I've experienced in this wild music industry um oh please do tell <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh oh i shall <laughs> would you would well, you tell that story for me darling <laughs> absolutely dear <laughs> okay are you sitting back because this is a good one uh, yes i am i am sitting okay so i went in january and um did some really cool gigs uh, sold out all my shows and one of the little uh, shows I had to perform at was a um, guest appearance with this band that I didn't know. And they were from Louisville, Kentucky, believe it or not. Unbelievable. Never so heard I of show that up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, all right. So I walked in um, and I was the special guest singer for this after party show. It was like one in the morning. So I met uh, Steve, the bass player, super cool guy, Steve Sizemore. Right. And felt like I'd known him all my life. It was so weird. I was like, man, I needed tequila. I'm so, I'm so exhausted. And I haven't drunk tequila in probably 10 years. And he goes, ah, oh, I got my own bottle right here. Yeah. Like, I go, where are you from? He goes, <laughs> Kentucky. I'm like, Ah, that explains everything. No. <laughs> so I took a shot of his tequila. <laughs> he introduces me to Ben. And um, no rehearsal, nothing. I took my guitarist, Brandon Cook, with me. And right. um, he's from Black and Blue. I don't know if you know that band. Yes. Um, yeah, he's a great guitarist. So we, we walk in and we, we just start jamming with these guys. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool. We'd never rehearsed. They're just following me so well. We're re they're really feeling me. And the vibe was just so great. When we, when we stopped playing, I turned to Steve Sizemore and I said, man, I would love to do this again. So he goes, yeah, me too. We should really do this again. And that was it. So I left and uh, basically knew these guys for an hour, max. Right. So I get back here to Holland and I'm like, it's eating at me. Like, I, I have to, I have to. I have to get together with these guys again. Right. And so I contact Steve and I'm like, D 
dude, you know, we were talking about doing a tour. Well, let's do it. Let's, let's set it up. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. So I set up my few people I know in the States to help put some shows together. My people over here, um, Steve asks Ben, Ben is in Steve says, okay, now we need a drummer. So I'm like, oh shit. Um, well, all the drummers I know, uh, they live in LA or Portland. Right. I'm like, this is not going to work. And then I go, <clears throat> I'm on Instagram the one day and I'm going through Instagram and, um, I met this guy at NAMM. Um, when I was standing in a, in a line waiting to buy some wine and that rhymes and I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I clearly remember standing there. My friend who I was with went to pee. So I see this guy and I think, wow, look at that cool guy. He looks so cool. You know, he's just walking around, got a little beanie on. And so he walks by me. And I'm still thinking about him. The next minute I hear behind me this little voice, excuse me. And I turn around and it's that same guy. And I'm like, whoa, this is weird. So he goes, are you Delana? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Can I have a selfie? I'm like, sure. So we take a selfie. We talk for a few minutes. I asked him what he does. He's like, yeah, I'm a drummer. I'm like, okay, cool. So he takes off, gives me his card. He tells me that he does this podcast thing. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't do podcasts. I put the card in my pocket, threw it away the next day. And <laughs> <laughs> so then a week goes by and suddenly I'm tagged on Instagram and I check it out and it's the same guy who took the selfie. So I go check out his, uh, his Instagram profile and I realize we're already Instagram friends. He's already following me. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. I met this guy and he's following me. We were already, we already were in touch. So then I start checking out his videos of him playing drums and I'm fucking blown away because I'm known to be a drum Nazi. So I send a few of his <laughs> videos. You. <laughs> so I send a few of his videos to Steve Sizemore, the bass player from Louisville, Kentucky. And I go, dude, I know you're a drum Nazi too, because we had talked about this. And I go, check out this guy. And he's like, wow, he's great. Who is he? Where is he? And I go, he's in Louisville, Kentucky. And we're like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and that guy's name is Stephen O'Reilly. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I found you. <laughs> oh, my God. This, dude, this is the weirdest story ever. I met them. <laughs> They're from Louisville. I meet you at Nam. You're from Louisville. And then you're like this crazy, crazy good drummer. And now the, the four of us are going to tour together. Yes, Isn't we this are. like yeah. the most bitching story ever. It, it's a it's a fucking romantic comedy. Only the romance oh. is about music. Uh, this chick I know named yes. Alana texted me that one day. Um, <laughs> no, oh. it is the coolest story. And I haven't told a whole lot of people. Obviously, I've told my people in my circle because I've been right. waiting to do this before I could announce it. But um, this is for my selfish purposes only. Hey, fuckers, I'm going on tour with Delana. Um, anyway, <laughs> awesome. yeah, it's it, it is the coolest story because it's one of those kind of it's almost so silly that it didn't really happen. But right, it, right. It, but it totally happened because I remember we were at the Hilton and we were outside watching the Yamaha stage and I had walked in and like your friend, I was on my way to P2. Okay. And I looked <laughs> over and I saw you and I went, holy shit, that's Delana. I'm not going to fanboy out. I'm going to keep my fucking mouth shut. And like I said at the beginning of this, <laughs> words were flying out of my face hole into your direction. <laughs> and then I said, can, can I? I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to fucking do it. Can I, can I get a selfie? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> So I, I took the picture oh, and I weird. posted it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a fucking weirdo. And I tagged <laughs> you in it, and then you responded, and I didn't think anything about it. And the couple people that I told here, it was when you started messaging me on Instagram, I said, this is somebody's fucking punking me. This right? is not happening. Aww. This is a joke. Sweet. And it really was you. So uh, on my show and to your face, even though I can't see your face, um, <laughs> thank you for stalking Aww. me. Thank you for the compliments. I uh, it, it's You're nice to so be welcome. noticed for for shit that you've worked thirty years for having somebody to notice you for. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean, my friend, and I think that's so cool. And I, I truly, I truly, in my heart, I believe that you deserve this, and I deserve 
to have you play with me and we all deserve it i'm telling you Absolutely. when you meet the other guys you're gonna it's just it really is a romantic comedy a music romantic comedy it, because we're all just super great people and 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 i'm gonna say that about myself we we are we all blend and even though you haven't even met them i just know it's gonna be such a great little tour and we're gonna have the most best fun ever i can tell from our group chats then in our group text that it's gonna be fucking phenomenal because we yeah. we i mean we've been in communication now for i guess a little over a month yeah um, which is finally i can fucking talk about this god this has been something <laughs> <laughs> it's like being on a reality TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I talk about it. Yeah, it's something to, don't talk about it. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, but no, we've been doing the groups, and it's and it's been awesome, and and I'm super excited. In fact, uh, on the show, and while you're here, in sort of in front of me, we are getting together. The three of us are getting together in a couple of weeks without you to get things. Okay. Just so I like it. Something That's to look good. forward to while you're over there in Holland. Yeah, good. Nice. Uh, I'm going to show up for a prepared band. Uh, so yes. You're, that, so that you're is, picking yeah. me up at the airport. You're feeding me a vegan meal. And then the next day we're going to rock out and rehearsal. And then we're going to hit the road the day after that. Yes. And you're sleeping on my couch. I hope you're okay with that. Of course. And I want all your cats on me. Uh, one of them might come on you. China's kind of an asshole. He doesn't really like anybody but me. Sebastian oh. will tack your fucking ear off, though. The or- <laughs> fans of my show know him as the orange fuckball because that's what I call him. <laughs> the orange fuckball. Yeah, he's great. He's, God love him. Um, okay, so uh, I'm, going cool. to, I'm going to let you go with that bombshell. Thank you, thank you for yeah, welcome. this show and thank you for uh, stalking me. I, I My know, pleasure. I don't know if those words have ever been uttered before. Thank you for stalking me. Who gives a shit? Fucking <laughs> well, fantastic. Good t-shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that is a good t-shirt. You can put that on the front. Thanks for stalking me. And on the back, you can put Delano logo and then we can sell it on the road. There you go. I got yeah, ideas, girl. I, like I got it. ideas. <laughs> All right. Thank you so, so much. So creative, Stephen. Uh, I, um, I have my moments. I have about 100 moments a day, but only half of them are worth a shit. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> oh. Thank well, you for we're taking. We're gonna laugh our asses off. Yeah, oh, no yeah. worries. And um, yes, I can't yeah. wait to um, to see you soon. A few months. Yes. I will see you. Not even a few months. A couple months, my dear. All right. Well, see you okay. then. Awesome, Delana. We will talk soon. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Adios, motherfucker. <laughs> Later, girl. <laughs> Man, that opening was hard to do. It's hard keeping that secret for that long. That's right, fuckers. I'm going on tour with Delana, and we are friends. I totally lied to all of you, but I kind of had to. I had to lead you in so you'd at least listen to the episode. That's a fucking lie, too. I'm just lying out my ass all day long. Seriously, it was uh, it was hard keeping the secret for a while. There's been a few people that have known, but uh, it is true. It is 100% true. I am going on tour with Delana, an artist I have been a fan of for many, many years, and that shit just does not fucking happen every day, so I am... As Tom said a couple weeks ago on my show, or last week, whenever it was, uh, I am over the fucking moon. It is awesome. It's going to be a great time. But before I say anything else, I was talking to Delana after we were done recording, and I'm going to play one of her songs called The Woman I Am, and it is off of her record, Beautiful Monster. So check this out. You're going to dig it. It'll give you a kind of a taste of what she's about, and then I will be back uh, momentarily. If I never felt the pain I've not known my father's name If I didn't have to make the choice To run away From the bruises left behind I felt abandoned by your side And if I didn't question why I let you make me cry Oh, then I wouldn't be Oh 
Well, that's it, kids. That's the show for the week. I hope you guys dug it. I hope you forgive me for lying to you and for not talking about this sooner, but now that it's out, I can finally talk about it. I hope you guys dug this episode. I hope you will check out some of Delana's stuff. She's got a lot of great songs. She's written some amazing songs. She's done some really cool collaborations with people. Um, She's all over YouTube. Check her out on Instagram, Facebook, TwitFace, all that fucking good social media bullshit. Uh, But check her out judge for yourself she's awesome like i said i've been a fan of hers for years and it's really cool that an artist i've been a fan of decides that she wants me to play drums for her um and go on tour with her so it's going to be awesome we're going to have a great time i will keep you guys updated uh and all of her stuff all of her social media links and her website and shit will be in the show notes of this episode so please make sure you guys read that shit Uh, i will put it all in there you can go check her out order some shit Listen to her shit, download her shit, whatever she's got. You will not be sorry. You'll be more than happy you did, and uh, you will get some new music out of it. And if you do know who she is already, or you knew who she was before you even pushed play on this episode, then you know why I'm so fucking excited. So, that's it. I'm out of here. I got songs to learn. I got a tour to get ready for, even though it's a couple months away. That just sounds really cool to say. I got a tour to get ready for. I'm out of here. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out Delana's shit. Uh, I will be posting tour dates and things of that nature as I get them. There are a few confirmed right now, but we're still working on some other stuff on the back end. So as soon as that is all done, I will post it and I will, of course, talk about it on the show. And uh, that's it. I'm out of here. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. And as I say at the end of every episode, go do some shit. Seriously, beat it. Get the fuck out of here. Go download all of Nalana's stuff. Go buy all her shit. Go buy all her merch. Go do whatever you can. And uh, keep tabs on everything. And keep watching for the tour. And, uh, oh yeah, you fuckers better come see us. Because it's going to be an awesome, awesome fucking show. So until next time, I will talk at you soon. <laughs> <laughs>